1: greenie with mike greenberg the podcast
2: yes you can back and better than ever this is greenie we are presented by progressive insurance the hashtag crew has assembled around me on one of my absolute favorite days i don't care that it's raining i don't care about anything because mel kuiper has a mock draft available for me that's christmas and he's santa claus let's go here we go
1: only one place to start.
2: That's where we will start. Draft conversation. It's never too early. We are two months and counting to the NFL draft. I've got my Theragun and I'm ready to go. I have brought in my Theragun. So we have now reached the period of the sports calendar where I'm going I'm not going to have all my analysts in studio forget up all the time. Like today, for example, Hembo, it was just me. And we had a fabulous show. We had Dominique Foxworth. We had Lewis Riddick. We had Jeff Darlington. We had Mel Kuyper but none of them were in the room with me. So I've got some space. So I brought my Theragun in and uh, during commercials, I've been Theragunning and I thought I could do that during the radio show as well. So here's what it is. I'm turning it on right now. So you guys tell me, Bubba and Cam, you guys tell me, is that audible? Like right now I am Theragunning my right glute. Is that is that audible? Is it impacting the radio show at all? Because I must say it's delightful and will make it a lot more fun to do this show.
3: <laughs> it's not audible, but I'm not comfortable with the fact that you're theragunning your right glute while we're talking about the draft.
2: Why not? I mean, I, I would you it's feel a little better, weird? How about the IT band? How if I if I theragun
3: the IT band? Will you feel? I got to be honest with you that that sounded like your left glute to me. No.
1: <laughs> okay. You guys spend too much time together.
2: We really do. Okay. Here's what we got. Let's let's start with this. We got Caleb Williams talking to Pete Thamel um, in a column that was posted an hour ago. Pete Thamel, our college football insider extraordinaire. And he addresses in, in my opinion, not the strongest possible of terms, the idea that some people think he doesn't want to be in Chicago. Remember when that was a thing? I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. But it was a thing there for a little while that we thought he didn't want to be a bear, that the coach, that mean that the father didn't want him to be a bear and, and all the rest of that. We understand why he has the connection to Washington, D.C. He went to Gonzaga High School right there in Washington. So he's a hometown kid. There are a variety of reasons for that. He spoke at length to Pete Thamel about this. Here are the quotes. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. It's appealing to be in a city like that with legends that you've looked up to. Reach for the standard they set and try to do anything to get there. On the idea of playing for his hometown team, Washington, he said, it'd be really cool because it's so familiar. There's a time and place for everything. My job and my hobby is being at the facility or on the field or watching film or relaxing and prepping for the next day or game. My main goal and focus is to go win games and stay focused on keeping the main goal the main goal. Hembo, do you have any reaction to those lengthy comments Uh, really the most direct ones we've heard from Caleb Williams since this process began.
3: Yes, I do. I liked almost everything that he said there. I'm not at all surprised to hear the change of course or the clarification is probably how he would put it. And what I really like is that Caleb Williams elected not to hire an agent, and so we actually get to hear from him. We actually get to hear Caleb Williams share his opinion, his thoughts on these matters. I think this time of year, some of these players have become so coached up, so... Polished or fake polished? That this is not access that we would otherwise have gotten. So while his answers are not necessarily surprising to me, I'm just glad that we can get a peek into what he actually thinks, and it's coming from his own lips. Yeah, I, I look. I think at the end of the day, if if he could make this decision, I,
2: I I believe he would like to be in Washington. So do I. But I think he knows he can't make this decision. And I believe he has no chance of winding up in Washington. Oh. This is where I want to start. Why are you making that face at me? You
3: think he has no chance of winding up in Washington? Well, maybe in five years, but I, I think
2: I would right now. Let's let's do this. What do you want to bet? I will take the Bears taking Caleb Williams with the number one pick in the draft. Not someone else taking him. The Bears taking Caleb Williams with the number one pick in the draft. And you can have the field, meaning you can have any other scenario mm-hmm. for the number one pick in the draft, meaning that someone else is drafted there, or that a different team makes the pick. What would, what would you be willing? What odds would you feel you needed? To I'm going to need bet? plus
3: odds. So like something like I would buy you lunch, but you would buy Jake and me a steak dinner. Ja- excuse me, Jack and me a steak dinner. Jake hmm. is, is your your potential son-in-law who makes No, no, like. you know
2: that that is a Freudian slip on your part. You, wow. you meant to say Jack, but Jake is in your head.
3: He's in my head. That's what's happened. That's my daughter's crazy. boyfriend. My,
2: my daughter's boyfriend is in your head. Parenthetically, he did text me about you last night, just so you know.
3: And I'm in his.
2: He is ready to make up. He wrote, um, let's see, what did he write here? By the way,
3: I just followed him on Twitter this morning. He, he
2: wrote... Uh, a, How another, did you find him? He wrote another great... Because I told him his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, full name. Not that hard to find him. No. Um, he wrote... Um, Another great listen. Glad your makeup artist is on my side. I have faith Hembo and I will sort out our differences, but it doesn't help that Nikki will only take his side. <laughs> so you, you've got Nikki on your side. You've got Jake in your head. We've got Bubba and Cam enjoying the heck out of this, but you were making a point about the odds, the chances that Caleb Williams doesn't go number one. I, am, I will bet you anything you want to bet on.
3: I did not say that Caleb Williams is not going to go number one. To what the I, Bears. What I said is that I think it is just as likely that Washington winds up drafting Caleb Williams as it is the Bears wind up drafting Caleb Williams. That's
2: insane. Take me through that thinking.
3: Because the the Washington Commanders are embarking on a new era of football. They have a new ownership group. They have a new head coach. And they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, the Caleb Williams whisperer. They also have banked an extra second-round pick by making a trade with the Bears earlier in the season. I think Washington is very likely to at least make Ryan Poles and the Bears a godfather offer to be able to move up from two to one, to take the hometown kid and build the franchise around him. I don't think there's practically anything
2: that Ryan Poles will trade, and I will tell you why. Because there's one thing you need to learn as life goes on. We had this conversation a little bit yesterday. I'll go more deeply into it today. Self-preservation is one of the most, in fact, it may be the biggest instigator of action in professional sports that there is. I've been watching it all my career. 30 years I'm in this business. And here's what happens. You're Ryan Poles. You're not like me. You're, you're not like many other people. If you are a broadcaster, if you are a lawyer, if you are any, you, you, any, almost any other job, you can do this all your life if you want to. And you can keep working. And there is very likely to be work out there for you. These general manager jobs, there are 32 of them. They're almost impossible to get, and they're next to impossible to get a second time. So if you're Ryan Poles, and I don't know him personally, and I do not mean this to disparage him, I think to this point he's done a very good job in personnel decisions that he's made. His trade last year is gonna looks like one of the better trades we've seen in the league in a long time. What I mean is that he is a human being. And human beings, first and foremost, will be concerned with, how is this going to affect me? And at the end of the day, you can look at that one of two ways. You can say, what's the upside or what's the potential downside? And smart people, I believe, don't overlook the downside. So you tell me, the person who drafted Trevor Lawrence, if Lawrence doesn't wind up being a great player, is that guy going to get fired? No, he's not. Right. Because Anyone would have taken Trevor Lawrence. They're going to blame the coaches. If you take Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams doesn't pan out, the coach is going to get fired. They're going to fire three coaches trying to fix Caleb Williams. If you trade Caleb Williams to Washington and you take Jaden Daniels or you play Justin Fields and God help you, Caleb Williams turns into a great player, you will forever be the guy who didn't make that pick. And you were going to get fired, and you were never going to get hired again. You're going to be the director of scouting for some other team for the rest of your life. That is a simple fact. Caleb Williams is the overwhelmingly easy decision to explain in failure, and I think people make that decision, and I can't blame them for it.
3: And I will tell you why I see it differently. It's because Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles had the opportunity last year with the first pick to draft a quarterback that had won the Heisman Trophy as a sophomore, who a lot of people consider to be potentially the next, the next Patrick Mahomes. He has, the, he has these, these superpowers to, to win off-platform and off-schedule and, his, and, and his, his anticipatory throwing and all these things. His name was Bryce Young. His scouts' ink grade coming into the draft was a 95. All right, Caleb Williams is a 96. Also had a better sophomore year than junior year. So how, how, how soon we forget... The fact that Ryan Poles just was faced with that decision and made the right one instead. No, that's, that's,
2: but there's two differences in this. Justin Fields was in a very different place. I think he felt he had a real chance for Justin Fields to turn into a great player, and that's not what's happened. Justin Fields has not made this a slam dunk. No- Let's put it this way. If the Kansas City Chiefs had the first pick in this draft, they would trade it if the Buffalo Bills, if the Baltimore Ravens, if all these teams had the first pick in this draft, they would trade it. The Bears aren't going to trade it because Justin Fields isn't a sure thing. A year ago, there was some question he might turn into a great thing. Also, and I hate to say this, but I mean, the measurables matter, man. I mean, they just matter. So he did the smart thing, which is he looked at the size of the guy who was the number one pick last year, and that's going to matter. It just does. There are throws that cannot be made by these quarterbacks. I was reading a story about how Russell Wilson was not able to take advantage of the middle of the field this past year because he literally can't see it because there are people standing in front of him who are taller than he is. Caleb Williams doesn't Caleb Williams checks every box there is to check. He's going to take him.
3: Caleb Williams is six foot one. Can we stop pretending like he's a Sequoia? Caleb Williams is going to measure at six foot and something inches. He's not six four. He's not what they look like either. Caleb Williams is not a sure thing. Just like Justin Fields is not a sure thing. We can't operate in absolutes. And I think Ryan Poles gave us the opportunity last year, based upon the trade, based upon moving down from one that he is willing to potentially do that again if you line up enough assets to move up to number 1 this year too.
2: Caleb Williams if he was standing next to um Bryce Young. to Bryce Young could eat apples off the top of his head. That's how much taller he is than Bryce Young. He's also Young. thicker. He's he's he is, there is no comparison in the physical stature. One of them is definitively small and the other one is not. This would concern me a lot about Jaden Daniels, too. I'm going to take you back through the mists of time to a year that we called something like 2010. I don't remember what, what year were, were Andrew Luck? In? 12. 2012. Do you know who the superstar in that class was? The guy who looked like he was going to be the, who was actually the rookie of the year? It wasn't Andrew Luck the guy who was going to revolutionize the NFL. He's our teammate now, and he's a great guy. Robert Griffin III. No one has ever been more athletic. No one has ever been more dynamic. He could throw a ball through a car wash without getting it wet. He had all this. He won the Heisman. He had all this flash and flair and all that kind of stuff. I sat with him. I remember at the Super Bowl that year, they brought him through before he was drafted. Super impressive. You know what he's like. He, he He was everything right. But you know what he is? He's skinny. And you know what happened? Late in the first year where he was setting the world on fire, Halodi Nada almost broke him in half, and he was never the same again. And that's what I'd be afraid of with Jaden Daniels.
3: Jaden Daniels is listed at 6'4", 210. I'd be stunned if he was actually 200 pounds just looking at him, which puts him in like the BMI range of someone like Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins or Jordan Love, except those guys don't run. Jaden Daniels has no chance to withstand a 17-game NFL season if he does not either change the way he plays, which you know reduces his value, or he gains considerable weight.
2: That's right. So to me, that's not even a consideration in the same way that Bryce Young wasn't a consideration. If I was taking a quarterback last year, I would have taken C.J. Stroud. Now, I, I, will, I don't think I would have taken a quarterback. I think I would have done exactly what Ryan Poles did last year. And if I'm Ryan Poles right now, unless I think Caleb Williams, unless there is something in my evaluation of him that says there is a much better chance he's a bust than there is any of these other guys, I take him. And I don't know what that could be. I have n- heard nothing that suggests that. All you're telling me is he's not a sure thing. No, I know he's not, but no one is a sure thing. Jaden Daniels isn't a sure thing. Justin Fields isn't a sure thing, even at this stage. In fact, he's probably less of a sure thing. And uh, the other kid, Drake May, isn't a sure thing. And J.J. McCarthy isn't a sure thing. There were like nine sure things walking the face of planet Earth. I'm going to take the unsure thing that doesn't get me fired if I'm wrong. I-,
3: I understand that. What I am saying is that Caleb Williams is not so much better than Drake May or Jaden Daniels, as not to justify trading down one spot, netting one or two ones, and netting one or two twos to make up for the difference. I'm,
2: I'm not suggesting that it's the right thing to do. I'm suggesting it's what they will
3: do. And I, you and I just agreed.
2: Would you take Jaden Daniels? I would not. Would you take him? In the, all right. So now, so if you don't, look, half the people we've talked to don't like Drake May at all, right? Merrill Hodge wouldn't take him in the first round. Louis Riddick is not impressed with him. I mean, clearly did. So, So now what are we talking about? So now you're either keeping Justin Fields... If, if your evaluation of Drake May is that, you're either keeping Justin
3: Fields or you're taking Caleb Williams. I'm, t- I'm trading Fields. I'm taking May too. I'm also signing a bridge quarterback, and I'm doing it that way.
2: All right. Well, look, and then, and candidly, you are then a co-host on Hashtag Greenie in about two years when you get fired. Uh, this is Greenie. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Uh, coming up next, I, I, there is some fascinating stuff behind behind the scenes plus we got to get more into the mock draft plus we i have a real bone to pick with the people who do the morning show here on espn radio we'll get into that so stick around we're just getting started it's Greeny. this is espn radio Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash
0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
2: All right, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So I was just roaming the hallway, and I ran into someone with whom we have beef. Oh, we've got beef. And we're going to slice that beef up, and we're going to throw it onto a steaming hot table, and we're going to eat it surrounded by strangers. And we're going to do that in 30 seconds. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, trust me, you'll get it. After I remind you that ESPN Bet is now live, as the official sportsbook, Of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Plus, they've got all the markets and bets you like, in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, all the props you can handle. I've got a Cowboys Super Bowl boost up right now. It's called Seeing Green. You can check it all out at ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Okay.
3: I need you to listen carefully.
2: I just want you to know. There are a lot of things we can get into with Evan Cohen, but it's going to start with this. I'm in the hallway. My shirt, by the way, is still not quite right here. I've been ferragunning myself during <laughs> breaks. So I'm I'm strolling the hallway, and I run into Evan Cohen, and I say, Evan, you need to come in. We have beef, and we're going to do this in person. So Hembo and I are in the office this morning. Bubba and Cam, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. But Unsportsmanlike, which is on here coast to coast every weekday morning on ESPN Radio with Evan and Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman, they're also on ESPN2 in the morning. And so that is on the monitor directly behind us. And Hembo turns to me and says, what does that graphic say? I will read you the graphic. (laughs) Apparently, you each did a personality draft in which you chose... Three ESPN personalities that could be your hibachi dinner guests. Correct. And Michelle chose Tim Legler, Michael Wilbon, and Chris Carlin. Chris Canty chose Ian Fitzsimmons, Rex Ryan, and Matt Bowen. You, Evan, chose Matt Barry, number one, Steve Mason, and then Chris Canty. Yeah. Now, I can't help but notice, you keep having these drafts of all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, I don't ever remember my name being involved in any of this. How could you not want to go to hibachi with either Hembo or with me? How in the world does Chris Carlin, who is going to eat your shrimp, (laughs) when the guy flicks the shrimp up in the air and you're going to catch it in your mouth, he's going to elbow you out of the way and he's going to catch the shrimp in his mouth. Chris Canty... There isn't enough hibachi in the world to feed that man. He's 6'8", 350 pounds. Mm. How, how were the, these choices are ridiculous. And frankly, Hembo and I are offended.
4: We're, we're insulted. Okay, well, let's separate the two of you. Going to a meal with Hembo seems absolutely miserable. I've been around Hembo enough. He literally said to me when I was fortunate enough to fill in for you a few weeks ago, he said to me, maybe we can grab lunch. After the Super Bowl, on a day you're filling in that's above 50 degrees. And there's so many rules with this guy. It's a lot of and, stipulation. <laughs> a lot of qualifiers. <laughs> and he does not like the taste of food. So I'm out on that. Okay? okay? Fair now enough. With, now, here's the thing. How did this start? A few days ago, our producers back in Bristol, Nuno was part of the original hashtag crew, said, and Pat, they said, hibachi, terrible. Awful. What? We went nuts on them. We went then went through... Who would we want to go to Hibachi with? We all said we'd love to go with Greenie, but... No, you didn't. I, Did you honestly say Greenie? I swear to God. Okay. And now, here's what Bubba, happened. I now. need the tape of Hold that. Hold on. Here's what happened. Yeah. I said, I assume Greenie wouldn't like Hibachi. They said, why? I said, in my head... Greenie would not like to exit with the smell still on his clothing.
2: Okay. So here's what you need to know. When my kids were little, the Hibachi place in Westport, Connecticut, we went there all the time. It was their birthdays. It was their special occasions. It was birthday parties. It was everything. You are correct about the smell. <laughs> so one must dress appropriately when going, which mm-hmm. is to say, wear clothing that you don't care if it exits with a smell. You're going to wash it immediately. And in worst case scenario, you're going to subsequently throw it away. Correct. So that's number one. Number two. I get it without the like buttery looking large stuff they put on there. Like yeah. there's a, something that makes it taste, I guess, in some people's minds better. They dump on there. And parenthetically, that's where much of the smell comes from. But I do. Oh, like, really? I didn't yes. actually know that. Oh, yes. It's a congealer of sorts. The third uh, third thing you can do is you can in most of these restaurants go into the main dining room. And order a hibachi dinner to be served to you in there. No, so I'm out on that. Frequently, I went there. Why are you out on that?
4: I'm out on that. You need to see
2: the guy? I you think need you to do. see the volcano I of the onion? I think you need to
4: see it. I think you need to see it. Now, could we update the onion a little bit? Everyone does the onion. We get it. We, if you're a chef at Hibachi, yeah. we know you can do the onion. Yeah. We know you do the volcano. But what
2: other vegetable are you going to vulcanize? I mean, I don't understand what
4: – I don't know. that. Can you do
2: that? What else do they usually use? you got the onion in there that he cuts in? The what onion. Else? Like, um, They have some pe- peppers pe- Peppers
4: in there as well. You know, they've updated a couple of things. I don't know. Your kids are older now. It's My kids a while are younger. been a while since I've yeah. had Hibachi. They've added noodles. Yeah, we had noodles. Oh, you did have noodles. It was an option. You could do noodles I or no noodles. I think you always noodles. gotta take the noodles. Yeah, uh, you can go noodles. See now he's out. Hembo's out on this. See this is the problem. This is why you, as as close as you two are, New York Times best selling books, radio, TV, etc. Mm. You have to separate the two of you, right? Hembo is not a human. You have had life experiences. Yeah. This man is a walking encyclopedia of knowledge around nothing. He literally rests his computer on an art history book in the midst of your show. That's correct. We have to separate the two of you. Do you, you don't... eat hibachi? No, I don't. I mean, I, I'm aware of the concept, but I've not. He's aware of the
3: concept. You've of... literally never been to a hibachi restaurant? Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I don't really know what you're talking about. Like, I know. Come on. I've heard of, like, the... You haven't seen a scene in a movie? <laughs> What movie would that be?
4: Any movie? Any movie? Is he hasn't kind of- seen any yeah, movies. He doesn't watch movies. <laughs> it's been in movies. I mean, my, it was, my, was not in Ken Burns Baseball Docs. <laughs> he doesn't watch movies.
3: Hey, help me out a little bit here. What do you mean by vulcan eyes?
2: They make a <laughs> volcano out of an onion. We really need to get to some sports conversation here. Bubba and or I are I'm not pulling Avenue your legs.
3: Now. Like, I genuinely don't you know. You
2: don't what know
4: about the onion volcano? I don't know what you're talking
3: about.
2: All right, we'll pull up a video for you at some point here. Evan, stay with us. I want to get to a couple of sports things with you here. I'll also (laughs) remind everyone, NBA action tomorrow, Nuggets Heat, presented by Indeed, most of these ESPN radio stations. I'm willing to take any bet. I will make Hembo any bet he wants. I am saying that two things are going to happen. The Chicago Bears are going to make the first pick in the NFL draft, and that pick is going to be Caleb Williams. I will let him take any other scenario and take any odds
4: he wants. Who wins that bet? Well, after Pete Thamel's story today, you. Because Pete Thamel putting out the story on ESPN.com where Caleb Williams literally doubles down on Chicago. You lived there. I did not. But when Justin Fields actually said LeBron over MJ, it gave me that, that antenna up of, does he want to be there? I know that sounds ridiculous, but in the story, Pete Dammel literally leads the story off by saying that Caleb Williams loves Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, and deep dish pizza. You only express that to a writer, a brilliant writer at that and Pete Dammel, if you want the world to know, I love Chicago. I love the thought of Chicago. I want to live there. Here's what I will say, though, Grady. Isn't the smart move to blow the whole thing up with everything? If you're the Chicago Bears, doesn't it make an ounce of sense To think about, and I agree with what you're saying. Your bet is going to win. We're going to trade number one, and we're going to trade Justin Fields. And we're going to get as many picks as possible, and we're going to call Kirk Cousins. The Bears have screwed up every single quarterback that they've ever had. Kirk Cousins cannot be screwed up. He is what he is. You know exactly what he's getting. When he's healthy, he's a top-10 statistical quarterback in this league. Is there any logic behind trading both the number one pick and Justin Fields? So
2: Hembo brought this up the other day as well. Here's what I will say. Kirk Cousins is older than me, and he has won one playoff game in his life. That's not the answer. If you had a better answer, I would entertain the concept I of trading Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. Give me a better quarterback I can get.
4: Dak Prescott.
2: Well, so now I'm interested. So, so what is it? How am I making that happen?
4: So do you believe right now as we sit here today that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys will work out a contract extension before next season? No. I believe if you're, uh, They're going to have
2: to do something with his contract, but a long-term extension, no.
4: I have said on, on like for the last however many weeks that I believe at some point this offseason, Dak Prescott will ask out. I don't think that necessarily means he's going to get traded. I think we forget that the two-time MVP, Lamar Jackson, asked out last summer. Yeah. Right, and that was to get a new contract. If the Dallas Cowboys do not want to give Dak Prescott what he wants, and if he does not want to accept less than what he wants, they cannot franchise him after this year. What happens then? To me, this feels like a very NBA-like move where he could say, I want to go to Team X. I'm with that, but
2: I don't think that's the team he'd want to go to. I think he'd want to go to Atlanta, or someplace like that. Like, I've been saying I could see Dak Prescott winding up in Atlanta. If you're Dak Prescott and you're forcing the situation, you have a no-tag and a no-trade clause, why do you want to go to Chicago where they're just blowing everything up and starting from scratch? You've been on teams that have been winning 12 games a year. You go to Atlanta, I think you think if you're Dak Prescott, I'm the piece that puts them over the top.
4: So then to answer your original question, if – Dak Prescott is not the option, then I do not think there's a better option than in that scenario. So you would not consider trading both those. If you do not think that Kirk Cousins makes you better with all the assets and resources you then have... And you do exactly what you said.
2: I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't like. I'm not nearly as high on Kirk Cousins as others are. I don't mean that as an insult to him. I just think he's he's the definition of an average NFL quarterback. And I'm in a position right now where I can do much better than that. I, I'm going to try and do much better than that. I also don't think the Bears are that bad. Like if you're if you're the Jets a year from now, and the Aaron whatever happens this year, it goes all sideways. I would do that. Because you're just starting from zero. Well, I mean, if you were in the same situation, yeah. you're starting from zero. Right. But the Bears aren't starting from zero. People forget. Like, they didn't have the first pick in this draft. That was Carolina. They have the ninth pick in this draft. They showed you something. They traded for Montez Sweat. They're trying to win now. Now, does that compute to having a rookie quarterback? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it, it's Justin Fields. Here, here's my thinking. Hembo and I have been doing this all morning long. Let me get you in this, Evan. Most... It has been my experience that the most common move an executive in sports will make is the one that is least likely to get him fired if it goes sideways. And I use Trevor Lawrence as the example. Trevor Lawrence, if he doesn't wind up being an excellent NFL quarterback, four coaches will get fired before they'll give up on him. The same thing will happen with Caleb Williams. If you draft Caleb Williams and it doesn't work, they'll never blame you. Because everyone knows, everyone said you were doing the right thing at the time, even if it proves not to be. If you do anything but take him in this scenario, you open yourself up to the possibility that either A, it goes badly, or B, he sets the world on fire, and now you're the director of scouting for you know, Minnesota for the next you know, 10 years.
4: You couldn't be more right. The example that I'm thinking of is not the NFL, but it's NBA. I keep coming back to one thing. What if the Bears don't actually think Caleb Williams is the best player in this draft? I come back to the the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge thinking that Jason Tatum was the best player in the draft, right. knowing you can get him at three, trading down, and getting an extra first-rounder in the year after or whatever it was. Right. That's the wild card in all of this, right? Like, if Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, believes, you know, Drake May is better or Jaden Daniels is better and any of the teams below me where I can still get one of those two guys, I can trade down, that's the wrinkle in this that we haven't really seen play out yet. And because we have no indication that he does think that those guys are actually better. The, the number one pick in Caleb Williams, and
2: they come with questions to me, Hembo. Jaden Daniels again, it's the size. I, I'm I'm sorry for him. I don't. I never like speaking these things out into the because I want all these kids to get paid and have their opportunity. And look, he's going to, regardless of what I say. But he's so skinny. I mean, I would be scared to death that he is going to get broken in half by one of these huge defensive players. All it takes is one hit. I brought up the example of RG three. It happened to him. RG three had as good a rookie season as oh, practically any quarterback has ever had, and then he ran into Haloti Nada once, and he was never the same again. That will happen to Jaden Daniels. I said the same thing about uh, the, the, uh, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah. I said the same thing about Zion Williamson, and and, and so and and so that I wouldn't take Jaden Daniels and. Half the people I know don't like Drake May at all. Now I know Hembo, you do, but I mean between Merrill Hodge, who may be just completely out there, but even Lewis Riddick is not totally sold on him. I, I don't.
3: I don't like either of those options. Here's the thing, Evan. It's not a binary between Caleb Williams or Drake May for the purposes of this discussion. It's it's it is Caleb Williams or Drake May. And Washington's first-round pick next year. And one of Washington's twos this year. And one of Washington's twos next year. And the reason I think that Ryan Poles is attracted to that option is because we saw him do it last year. How soon we forget the fact that undersized quarterback Bryce Young last year was described as generational by a bunch of people who like hyping up quarterbacks in the pre-draft process. And I can't stress this enough. It's really easy to play the outcomes now and say, Bryce Young was never going to be any good. But no one, no one credible last year had that kind of opinion about Bryce Young. The consensus was that he was going to go 1-1 and should. So the fact that polls did it
4: once last year indicates to me that he might have the courage to do it again this year. Uh, sure. You, you may be right on all of this. I want to go back to one thing you said about Jaden Daniels being so skinny. I think you're onto something. I have some QB biases. Weight, height, and hand. I don't want a lefty. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't, I don't believe in the lefty quarterbacks in Steve Young and Michael Vick. they just, they don't, I, I don't believe in Tua. So there are some, I don't believe in the short quarterback. Now, if Daniels, I, I don't know from this. I know I can put on weight. Can he put on weight? I don't know how that actually works. I know I will go to hibachi. Will he come with us to hibachi? What does that even mean? Yes, don't (laughs) ignore him. It says here to me that this
3: has been a thing since the 17th century in Japan. Is that true? It's dinner. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? It's food. (laughs) It's a restaurant. Just you sit there and do nothing. Go on.
4: So I think that there is something that like, you've separated in your mind. Jaden Daniels is not at the level of Caleb Williams. I think
2: Jaden Daniels might, for a short period of time, be better than Caleb Williams. Meaning, if you draft Jaden Daniels, he might wow the hell out of you he might have an unbelievable season he might win rookie of the year you might be thinking oh they got the right guy and all the rest of that but at some point soon i I would live my whole life as a fan and certainly as the person who's betting my career on it in holding my breath in terror that that one hit is going to change
4: everything i think just your point in simple terms how i'm taking it Greeny, is as follows Ignore the options that everyone's talking about optionality with the Bears. Could they trade number one? What do they do with fields? What if they move down and May is as good? I think your point is a good one. Stop it. Caleb Williams could be a franchise quarterback. Don't get yourself fired. Pick the guy and don't think about the optionality. Just look at what's in front That's of
2: you. That's what I believe will happen. And you've got a decent team already. You, st- you have the ninth pick in this draft. And you're going to get other things for Justin Fields. You're going to get a second and or whatever else. You can have a very good team pretty quickly. Okay. Outside of your ridiculous dinner uh, decisions, <laughs> this has been a very productive conversation. we got trivia. and
3: It's group trivia. It's Let's group go. trivia. I'm looking at a list of college coaches that produce the most NFL draft picks. There are four coaches in the common draft era that dates to 1967, four coaches that have produced at least 150 draft picks. You are going to give me all four coaches. Wow, 150
2: draft picks in 67. The answer is next on ESPN Radio.
1: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast.
2: Presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or one 800 Progressive. This is a great question, and by great, I mean it's hard and excruciating, but satisfying. If we get it right, I will be thrilled. Hembo, group trivia, go.
3: I'm looking at a list of the college coaches in the common draft era to produce the most NFL draft picks. There are four coaches that have produced at least 150 of those, and you're going to give me all four.
2: So, very quickly, just for everyone playing along at home, like the first thing I sat down and thought to myself was, Getting five players drafted in any one draft is a lot. You would have to do that 30 times to make it to 150.
4: It's an insane amount.
2: It's an insane number. So it has to be someone who coached forever or, or, or four people who coached forever. Right. And it also doesn't have to be limited to people who coached in just one school. You can have coached in multiple places and they all count. So guys, I think we have three of them that we feel good about. If they're not right then I think we're dead, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we lock in the older
1: people, lock in Paterno and Bowden, right? Lock- and I,
2: I feel like it's got to uh, be Sabin. It's got to be Sabin.
3: He's got he, he. Some of these drafts, he gets like fifteen people in.
2: I mean, not, maybe not fifteen, but 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 he has been <laughs> up there like in the area of nine. At, at, at I, okay, it it has to be Nick Saban. That's right. Okay, yeah. Nick Saban is fourth okay. with one
3: hundred and sixty-three. Yeah, All so right.
2: he, he's the the lowest of these. So the other two, I mean, Joe Paterno would have been a head coach for practically every one of the years since then. They sent linebackers to the league every single year. I mean, he would have coached more than 30 of the years that we're talking about. It, it has to be Joe Paterno.
3: That's right. Yeah, okay. He's first
2: with 251. Oh, my gosh.
3: Okay, that's a lot. Wow. Okay. That record's never going to be broken.
2: Okay, so, so we have Paterno and Saban. Now, here are the names, guys, that, that we have written down. Bobby Bowden, Tom Osborne, Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes. It's not going to be either of them, I don't think. Kirk Ferentz, no. Urban Meyer, I think no. Steve Spurrier, I think no. Mac Brown. And then the name Lou Holtz comes up. So Lou Holtz in the early 70s was already such a big deal in, in college that he went to the Jets and did not even last a season and went back to college. He coached and then he coached a lot of good teams at Notre Dame, would have sent a lot of players to the pros. Holtz coached a really long time between holtz Bowden Osborne who do we feel most comfortable about
3: uh probably Bowden
2: Bowden and those Florida state teams were so
1: good for so long i mean they were they were they weren't great for a while in the beginning though that's the only thing he did coach forever but there was a long stretch where I don't think they were very good
2: but they won national titles i yeah. mean he, he he they sent a lot they had athletes i'm kind of, I would almost lean more towards osborne though I don't Osborne would, I mean, pretty much every offensive lineman played for Tom Osborne in the NFL <laughs> for about a, a 15 year stretch. I mean, those are the two that I have written down. Like, those are the two I think it is. But I'm terrified that we're overlooking someone obvious. Yeah, and yeah, that, the only other name I thought of was Bob Stoops, too, but I don't, know. I don't think he was there long enough. Like, like, he had a good run, though. You got to be there. You have to be there 30 years at minimum, right? To have a chance at this. I, I, I want to say Bowden. Guys, are you good with that? I'm good with it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, certainly a, a good guess. All right, we're going to go Bobby Bowden.
3: That's right. Okay. Bobby Bowden is second with 182. All right. All right, we got one more. Paterno's got him beat by 70? Isn't that insane? That's right.
2: nuts. It's, 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 it's going to be either Osborne or Lou Holtz is what I think.
3: Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. One of them is third, and one of them is fifth.
1: So you have the top five
3: <laughs> okay, right now. Wow. So we got to guess which one of the two it is. That's, That's right. right. Up to you, Greeny. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> this is not my forte. I hate up ah. to
3: you, Greeny. I
2: mean, up to you. No, let's, let's just say this. In life, I'm 56 years old. Nothing good has ever been accomplished by anyone speaking the sentence, it's up to you, Greenie.
3: All right, Bubba, your call. <laughs> Greeny's out of it.
2: I kind of like Osborne. I don't know, but that's Osborne would have been there. So, so what? When did Lou Holt start working at ESPN? Well, when I when South I was you, with you Lou, South Carolina. He went back right? to South Carolina. I don't know how many players he would. He would have had some pros then. I just. Don't, I feel like Notre Dame is not known for just pumping out pros
3: left and right. Where I feel like, like you said, we're going with Tom Osborne. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer is Tom Osborne.
1: <laughs> That's how you do it. Boom! Oh, baby! Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, that was surgical! That is so good!
2: That is so good!
3: Uh, Theragun's for everyone. I am so excited
1: by it. On the
2: glutes.
3: That was a tour de force.
2: That's a brutally good question. I, I mean, I like it so much better now that we got it right. Do
3: you want to give you the top 10 just for fun? Yeah,
2: give us the top 10.
3: So, like I said, Lou Holtz is f- uh, fifth with 130. Then Bo Beckler at 126. Mm-hmm. Then Mac Brown at 117. Ah,
2: it's good. That was a good one.
3: And then we have Johnny Majors at 113. Texas,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Yeah, wow. wow. Okay, that was... Good fun, big time. I, I like Neither this group, that group All right, um, that's big time. By the way, can we get Jack in here for just because I have a minute here to finish up? Oh, the Oh, guys, hour wait with. till you see this. Can, can I get Jack, Bubba, and see Cam? This? What so, do you do now? Wait till you see this. This is one you really need to have the TV. No, please take your time. For. So Jack Bartek is um, our dopo. He's the director of printing operations, <laughs> um, and, and he does a variety of other things for us here. He's basically Hembo's uh, sidekick. And he had facial hair. And I don't know that I liked it, but I liked it way better after I realized what he looked like when he shaved it. He came in on Monday and he had shaved his facial hair, and it was just awful. I mean, he just looked awful. And I've pointed it out a few times because I'm prone to do that. And (laughs) so now Jack has just walked in here wearing, I think... The beard from a Halloween costume of Abraham Lincoln. If I'm not mistaken, I think that, is that a Lincoln beard? What are you wearing? Uh, This is an
4: Amazon fake beard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it supposed it, to uh, it, personalize it's, it's, it's anybody? Not, it's
2: not specific. I didn't buy Lincoln. I didn't mean a brand. Mm. Okay. No, no. I mean, he was the president once yeah. and he it's had exactly, a beard. It, it yeah. was yeah. just uh, okay. a lone
4: beard. I, I was frankly a little bit worried about my job security yeah. with the looks
3: that you've been giving me. So yeah. I figured I'd better uh, spend a couple bucks and cover this face up. Remember the time today when Jack forgot to bring out the scripts <laughs> and you said to him, <laughs> I'm sorry to bother you with, with whatever else you were doing.
2: Yeah. like was <laughs> What happens, guys? So the most important thing Jack does for me is during get up, mm-hmm. he brings me all my scripts and at what we're we're, in a, we're we're going to the top of the hour he's supposed to bring me a full hour he's supposed to bring me like a ream of paper like as tall as <laughs> as tall as Bryce young and 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 he and it's just it's no it's, he's just sitting over there and hembo just engages him in some conversation about like I don't know like Ming era like I don't know what the hell you're talking I don't mean Yao Ming I'm talking about the dynasty like he's talking about some ridiculous thing and I looked up and I said Jack I hope that the show was not interfering with whatever it is that you guys are doing over there but like we're on in 30 seconds and I have no scripts and and so then he went and he put on a beard
1: yeah, for some
3: reason,
4: I had thought that I had brought the scripts out. I did not. You they had were not. sitting right next to
3: And me. it was like 8, 30 yeah. at
2: this time. It's, I mean, it's, it's a big thing to overlook. Like, it's an interesting <laughs> thing to think you did.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: it's like you like, not talking for an hour. <laughs> you know what just reminded me of? Huh. I had a very weird dream last night. I had, I had the weirdest dream, and it was very vivid. <laughs> Including my beard? No, it had nothing to do with you at all, thank God. I'll tell you what it was next. <laughs>